Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists who live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneur Season 2, kicking off next. All right, folks, if you are tuning into this episode, you are obviously interested in the question at hand. We're going to identify what qualifies as a business meal and ultimately why we care. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Happy to have you joining us today. Please, if you want to help the show continue to grow, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on and give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the program. All right, so let's talk about business meals and address first the reason as to why it's even important in the first place. So yes, we're going to define what this actually is, but we're not here to define arbitrary terms simply for content's sake. That does you no good. More importantly, it's just a complete waste of time for yours truly. So simply put, your understanding and your ability to discern the difference between a business meal from a personal one will ultimately be very important for you and your bottom line. Because we as entrepreneurs, as the self-employed creative, are always looking to take advantage of legal ways to lower our taxable income. And in this case, the business meal deduction is one such way. We did this last week on the home office deduction. Today, we're doing it on the business meal deduction. And just like last week, I am going to preface by saying I am not a certified professional accountant or any expert on self-employed taxes and deductions. I am merely a working freelancer who has already asked a lot of dumb questions in my life. So maybe you don't have to, just in case anyone is slightly intimidated, reaching out to a CPA that they don't know and wanting to be somewhat prepared in advance. So there's the warning, not a CPA, but maybe this encourages you to seek out your own information and your own professional help. So let's get into it. In order for a meal to be considered a business expense, actual business must be conducted during that meal. Okay, so let's get into this a little bit deeper. Per the IRS, under Section 274, which addresses the limitations, the applicability, and the regulations on the deduction of food and beverage expenses. Yes, I did go down the rabbit hole on this, folks. This is an actual 50-page document that I pulled up so that you do not have to. I've highlighted some key points, and there are going to be many that I will probably miss. But this is where you consult a tax professional if you need further clarifying about your specific situations. But let's start here. First off, the business meal deduction is for anyone who receives 1099 income. If you are an employee, you can deduct these expenses only to the extent your employer does not reimburse you. But for the vast majority of you listening to this show, 
it is for freelancers and self-employed creatives to take advantage of. Now, also one quick thing to note, historically, taxpayers have only been able to deduct 50% of their business meal expenses. Okay, that's sort of the baseline expectation. You cannot deduct 100% historically, with the exception of the past two years in 2021 and 2022, where we have been allotted the full 100%. Now, I probably should have provided insight into this a year ago or two years ago so that you could have taken full advantage of that. But regardless, at the start of the new year, 2023 is going back to 50%, the traditional norms. So if you missed the boat, sorry, you missed the boat. Going forward, per the IRS, taxpayers may deduct 50% of an allowable business meal expense if the following. All right. The first one is the expense is an ordinary and necessary expense paid or incurred during the taxable year in carrying on any trade or business. All right. So I couldn't tell you what constitutes as ordinary and necessary, but those are the key words to note. I would say it's safe to assume that if you're working a 12 hour shoot, you are entitled to a deductible meal. If you're doing a one hour shoot and then going home right afterwards and you try to expense dinner later that day, that would not fall under the category of ordinary and necessary to that job. The second qualification is the expense is not lavish or extravagant under the circumstances. All right. So they do not give a dollar amount to what lavish or extravagant actually means. So it is interpretive to a degree. So for instance, a $100 steak dinner might be extravagant during an editorial assignment, but it might actually very well fit the bill for a commercial client paying $50,000 and you're taking out your client to dinner. Ultimately, use your best judgment on what constitutes ordinary under that situation. The third one is that the taxpayer or the employee of the taxpayer must be present at the furnishing of the food or beverages. All right, so there's not much to add to that. That seems rather self-explanatory. You need to be present at the meal. Qualifier number four, the food and beverages are provided to a current or potential business customer, client, consultant, or similar business contact. All right, so generally speaking, a business meal constitutes doing business, which means you are meeting with someone to strategize your business, market your business, deliver things as a part of your business, those types of actions. Now, I did touch on this earlier where you can have a solo meal, meaning you are not entertaining any client or customer, you're just by yourself, and still deduct your food expenses. But the key is that it must be outside a reasonable distance from your tax home, which the IRS defines as the city or general area where your business is located. Lastly, qualifier number five, in the case of food and beverages provided at or during an entertainment activity, the food and beverages are purchased separately from the entertainment or the cost of the food and beverages is slated separately from the cost of entertainment on one or more bills, invoices, or receipts. All right, they made that very, very wordy, really unnecessarily. Uh, But basically, if you're taking your client out for a round of golf, the cost of that round of golf is not going to be included, but the club sandwich can be. Likewise, if you take a business partner out to a baseball game, you could deduct 50% of that hot dog, but not the ticket itself. All right, so those are the basic rules to qualify for a meal deduction. Ultimately, if we were to wrap this up in a bow, if the meal is ordinary and necessary to that business, it's not lavish or extravagant, and a business contact is present with the intention of conducting business discussions, then you can deduct 50% of that meal. Okay, so now in order to receive the deduction, the IRS does stipulate that you should have sufficient evidence that these meals were business necessary. That means receipts must be kept and details of those receipts must be made. So to put it simply, you need to note the purpose of that meal and who was involved. Now, I am not a fan of paper receipts at all. I think the cheap paper and ink fades after a month in a shoebox anyways. So it is of no use to you to save receipts. That's just my personal take. Everything for me on my business credit card 
is documented digitally in my account. But often you forget what that purpose is for. So I log in to my Chase Business Cash account and I add the description next to the purchase in question. So for example, if I find an $18 purchase in Utah at this restaurant, I will write next to it, lunch with second shooter for Liz and Jonathan's wedding, something like that. That way, in potential circumstances of an IRS audit, I have the date of the meal, I have the place of the meal, I have the amount of the meal, including the tax and the tip, and the people at the meal ultimately describing the business relationship, right? So if you have any questions about what meals would ultimately qualify, consult the IRS link that I will provide in the show notes. If you have no desire to go through that, which I don't blame you for, contact a CPA and discuss your specific situation. Get all of your questions answered. Ultimately, these are ways to lower your taxable income the legal way. I do apologize if you missed out on the enhanced meal deduction that gives you 100%, but you live and you learn. Those were specific times to actually help restaurants post-COVID by incentivizing more business meetings over lunch and dinner. If you are tuning into this episode on the date of launch, which is December 23rd, you have one week left in the year to take a client out and talk business and have that meal deducted at 100%. For everybody else, it's going to be back to normal standards at the start of 2023. So hopefully that helps you out, folks. If you celebrate Christmas, if you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Chinese New Year's, whatever it might be, happy holidays. That is going to do it for me today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Please like, subscribe, review the show on your favorite platform. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you guys next week. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoy the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.